This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 1. The year is 2023, and it's the year of the Rhino. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on all the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Of course, you can email us, Fly the W. 670 at gmail.com. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show. Weekdays, 530 to 10 on 670 The Score, your home of Cubs baseball. Welcome him in, Crowley. Crowley, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year to you and to all our listeners. This is 2023, the year of the Rhino. Mr. Ryan Sandberg, the greatest. Well, some people, obviously, Jordan is a big one, but uh, for Cub fans, the biggest number 23 there truly is. Yeah, I, we're not going to have that argument right now. But I'm glad you I'm glad you tapped the brake so I didn't have to jump down your throat. Okay, it's been a lot of good. Listen, there's been a lot of good 23s in this in this city. 23 is a very good Chicago sports number. But yes, indeed, the year of the Rhino, 2023. Yeah, and so you know, as 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 we have uh, kind of finished 2022 and we're we're putting a bow on it right now. We thought we would take a look at the most unforgettable moments of 2022 and hopefully give some Cub fans hope for 2023. That's right. All you have is hope, Crawley. That's all you have. All right, let's get this rolling. Number 10, Crawley. Number 10, the Cubs signed Dansby Swanson. Once again, it was the year of the shortstop during free agency. You had Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, Trey Turner, and Dansby Swanson all available for free agency. Uh, Trey was the first one off the board, and right away we knew there was going to be trouble because it was a massive $300 million contract with the Phillies, and so that sets the market. Uh, Xander Bogarts, who's a little bit, uh, you know, uh, I would say probably uh, a great player too, he signs another big money contract, this one with the San Diego Padres, and then you saw Carlos Correa getting the biggest deal with the Giants, but that has been a soap opera of its own, and we don't have to worry about that. But finally, on December 17th, news broke that the Cubs got their man, Dansby Swanson, signing him to a seven-year, $177 million deal. Um, Sam Swanson had a great 2022. He uh, was a first-time All-Star. He finished with 25 homers, 96 ribbies, a 776 OPS, while earning his first Gold Glove Award. And so Cub fans who may not have been as excited about the signing, 
may have had their minds changed after his introductory press conference on December 21st. Uh, he displayed a winning attitude, uh, determination, and a connection with the Cubs that not even Jed was aware of. So, you know, Dustin, uh, uh, you know, I think we fall into that category of people that weren't super excited about Dansby, but he really changed our minds. I know that for a fact. Let's keep an eye on this one, Crawley, because this one needs to be like in the top three of next year's countdown, right? The, the, what's what's coming in at number 10 needs to be in the top three if this is going to work. And before we get to number nine, Crawley, I just want to throw a, a what if at you, okay? A little what if. You, you, you talked about Carlos Correa, the soap opera, so if you have been living under a rock, he signed with the Giants, didn't exactly sign, failed the physical. Now he signed with the Mets. Physical is an issue. Let's say that something can't get done there, Carly. Let's say something can't get done. Would you, and Carlos is looking for a home, would you be interested in a one-year Carlos Correa playing third base for the Cubs next year? I'd, I'd be willing to go similar to what he did with the Twins with a three years with an opt-out after one. Okay, so something just, you know, you never know, Crowley. You just never know. All right, number nine, Crowley. Yes, the Cubs, uh, Seiya, Stroman, and Smiley. The Cubs made three big offseason signings before the 2022 season got underway. They signed Marcus Stroman right before the lockout in 2021, and then Drew Smiley and Seiya Suzuki during spring training. Um, it was kind of an interesting year for all three guys. Smiley struggled with an oblique injury to start the season, but he looked really strong after the All-Star break. In nine starts from August 1st to the end of the se uh, season, Smiley had a 2.28 ERA, 1.014 whip in nine starts. And that includes giving up seven runs in early September to St. Louis. So you take that out, and his numbers post-All-Star break were absolutely ridiculous. Stroman signed an extension with the Cubs in the offseason, so hopefully seeing a good full year from him. Uh, Stroman was obviously one of the big signings that they made. He had a rough start of the season. From May to July, he had to deal with COVID. He had right shoulder inflammation, but he still led the team in starts, innings, pitched, and finished the second half of the season strong, lowering his ERA from 698 at the end of April down to 350 by the end of the season. So this was a guy that he really talked a lot about how he didn't like the abbreviated um, – spring training and it really seemed to affect him and then some injuries seemed to affect him but then once we got into june july august september we start to see a different pitcher the one that we were hoping to see all season so i look for him to have a big year and then say suzuki i mean we've talked about this in the past you know it's it's hard to come from another to leave your country to leave your home to leave everything you've ever known to come to a completely new place. He had an up and down season. He started out on fire, if you remember, here in the rookie of the month for April. He struggled in May, but then had a strong June, started to struggle again in July, and then he had injuries for most of August before finishing strong in September and October. But we definitely saw flashes of what could be. And I feel that, especially offensively, I think you're gonna see a much different year from Seiya. And one of the highlights that I'm sure they're going to play at the at the hype video at CubsCon is going to be that inside the park home run I got to witness in person live in Milwaukee in the ninth inning, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that was a pretty cool moment indeed. I would say basically, Crawley, the same thing I said for number 10. Um, say a Suzuki and Marcus Stroman, if the Cubs are going to do what we hope they do, th their number on this list will also need to be higher, probably top five if the uh, Cubs are doing what we hope they will in 2023, the year of the Rhino. 
you know, Dustin, I will say one thing, and this is something that I always try to press on Cub fans. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's day games. I don't know if it's the brutal wins in April. I don't know uh, what it is, but it seems like free agents seem to struggle a bit. They're at least the first half, if not the entire first year. And then they kind of, for whatever reason, get into the groove of the Cubs. And I think you're going to see that this year. I'm, I'm confident. All right. Your lips to uh, God's ears, as some would say, Crowley. All right. Number eight. Number eight. We are looking at Wilson Contreras saying goodbye multiple times. Um, before the season started, it was a fait complete that Wilson was going to be traded before the deadline. We all thought we knew it. We all thought that was what was going to happen. Um, and the Cub fans took their opportunity to say goodbye during the last homestand before the trade deadline on July 25th and 26th against the Pirates. I was there on the Monday, the 25th, and both Contreras and Ian Happ received multiple standing ovations at every at-bat. All the teammates hugged Wilson as he came off the field that last game on Tuesday. Him and Ian shared a long hug in the dugout after the game ended. And then to everybody's surprise, neither were traded. And the Cubs did the same, fans did the same thing all over again that last homestand of the season. I was there the final home game of the season as Wilson got his last at bat and a very long um, applause. Uh, Wilson would sign with the St. Louis Cardinals after 14 years in the Cubs organization. We would also find out later that a trade was made pretty much and nixed by Dusty Baker that would have sent Wilson to Houston. So uh, very weird, all the goodbyes, but in the end, he is no longer a Cub. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> lots of lots of too many goodbyes, and then unfortunately the, uh, the, the final goodbye um, thought that the Cubs might get a little bit more than they uh, they did for him, but uh, I guess as uh, some would like to say, it is what it is. Um, I believe that uh, we are going to see everything Carlos has. I mean, he's gonna Wilson Contreras is going to give the Cubs every bit that he can when he's playing for those Cardinals when they meet up next year. Um, so th- those games, if the rivalry already isn't up here for you, Wilson Contreras is about to take it up another notch all right let's see what he does all right number seven number seven that first half of the cub season was really awful i'm not gonna lie (laughs) um the second half of the season was a lot more fun and so one bright spot was a player that may not have been on a lot of people's radars at the beginning of the season but he made his name well known that is christopher morell an unbelievable story in august 2015 he signs with the cubs on a minor league deal in December 2015, he's heading home for the holidays. He was trying to run out of a store because the bus was leaving, and he kind of crashed through a glass door. And he had the, the glass shattered uh, his nerves and his tendons in his left arm. He had glass in his left eye. There were concerns he may never play baseball again. But he worked his way through the minors, had a great 2021. He starts 2022 where he left off 2021 on fire playing with the Tennessee Smokies. And then not get called up to AAA. He gets called up to the majors on May 17th. He's on the bench ready to play. And they showed a video of Wilson Contreras' first at bat, which if you remember his very first at bat, he hits a home run. And Morell's called his shot. He said, if I, my very first at bat, I'm getting a home run. In the eighth inning, David Ross calls on him to pinch hit in a blowout against the Pirates. After falling behind in the count, Morell hits a four 
117 foot blast to left field. He's so excited he forgets to touch first base, has to run around and touch first again. But that was the beginning of a 22 game on base streak. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That saw him hit walk-offs, steal bases, and smile and hug and shake hands with every single human being he met, whether it was an opposing player, whether it was his teammates, whether it was fans. This guy I got to meet at Club 400 and what you see on TV. Sometimes I've, I've met these guys and they're not who they appear to be on TV, right? Chris Morrell is 100% what you see on TV as much as just loving life and being one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that because that's always something that you wonder, is this guy too good to be true? And I will tell you from like across the board, Christopher Morell for me as a Cub fan, Crawley, gave me the most like jump out of my seat made me forget about how bad overall the year was going. He he helped me forget that for a couple of minutes, uh, especially during that 22 game on base streak. Yeah, and, and again, it's just remembering that it's a game, and, and you know what? The fans are, you know, they're the ones that, it's their butts in their seats. They're the ones buying the beer and the popcorn and all that fun stuff, and, and sometimes it's just nice to have somebody truly appreciate the fans Yes, I know sometimes we can be annoying or obnoxious or ask for too many autographs, whatever it is. But you know what, man? It's it, you're 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 going to be making a lot, you know, some good money playing a kids' game. He worked for everything, but it's just nice to see somebody who just smiles and has fun and just realizes how blessed he is to be playing in the major leagues. Yeah, very well said. Very well said, Crowley. All right, number six. Number six on the countdown: breakout years for Ian Happ and Nico Horner. When you think about the Cubs position players who had the strongest season for the Cubs, the clear answer is Ian Happ and Nico Horner. Ian has been with the Cubs on the big league roster since 2017. And the kind of issue with Ian is he's always have a strong half, either the first half or the second half, but he couldn't put together a full season. Okay. But what we see now is in 2022, he played 158 games and slashed 271, 342, 440. He hit 17 home runs. He led the team in runs, hits, doubles, RBIs, and walks. He was improved on both sides of the plate um, as a switch hitter. And he was uh, his, his defense was so improved, he got his first gold glove for his work in left field. And for all of that, he was named to his first All-Star game. A lot of questions of whether he was going to be traded by the first half, and he wasn't. But uh, now this becomes interesting. Now, Nico Horner, Nico Horner, if you remember, you know, he kind of had a really bizarre um, path to the major leagues where he got called up super early. Um, and this year, he played 135 games. He missed a short stretch because of a fluke injury, banging into an umpire. Um, but he slashed 281, 327. 410. He finished the year second in hits for the Cubs behind Ian, first in batting average, first in triples, third in RBIs, first in stolen bases, and he even hit 10 home runs, 
while being ranked one of the best defensive shortstops in the game, despite getting overlooked during awards season. Um, and and he's just going to get better as a second baseman. Um, let's see how, what that does as far as kind of being a little bit less uh, stress on his body. And uh, hopefully he can have a great season. Now, one thing for Cub fans to really pay attention to, we haven't talked about calendar days in a long time. January 13th, Cub fans, put that in your calendar. That is the arbitration exchange date. So Ian is in his final year of arbitration, and Nico will enter his first year of arbitration. When you talk about arbitration, that means the players that are completely under the Cubs' control. So in the 2024 season, if Ian Happ wants, he is a free agent and can sign with whatever team he wants. Nico Horner has a few more years under club control with the Cubs. But now that they are now that Nico is arbitration eligible, Ian has been for a while, the two sides, what they're going to do is they are going to exchange numbers, what they think they should get paid this year. If they cannot settle that and agree upon a number by a set date, then they take it in front of an arbitrator. Ian Happ actually beat the Cubs in arbitration. I believe it was 2022. And so just kind of be aware that that it's always, for the most part, teams want to avoid arbitration. It's not a fun process. Most agents tell players, do not go to your arbitration hearing because basically it's the team's job to explain why you're not good enough to get paid. Exactly, exactly. you want to get paid. And so it's kind of a mess, and most teams want to avoid it. Now, the question for the Cubs is, will both Ian and Nico get extended prior to the start of the season. You you don't want to have to worry about this with spring training coming up and everything else. If you're whatever you're going to do, you want to get it done whether it's the arbitration number and agreeing upon something or signing both or one of these guys to a long-term extension. Dustin, we talked about the price for a middle infielder and what we saw this off-season. Okay? Nico Horner didn't have a you know, isn't wouldn't be what you consider a top-tier outfielder. But even for a guy that's a mid-tier outfielder, you know, you, you have a general idea of what the numbers would look like. What do you see potentially, I mean, potentially happening as far as extensions for either of these guys? Well, let's go to Nico first, okay? So there could be a couple things here. Now, if Nico's looking at the shortstop market, and if him and his people believe that he is um, good enough to play on 15 other teams like he, he would be in the top half of all the shortstops in major league baseball then nico horner should not do anything okay he shouldn't do a thing if that's what he believes now if nico horner likes being a cub and if nico horner believes and his people believe that he can be an all-star and now maybe be a top 10 top eight second baseman in all of baseball then maybe he should seriously get into some discussions with the cubs Ian Happ is very interesting to me. Very interesting. Um, I don't know. I like Ian Happ a ton. Ian Happ is a great teammate uh, with us at 670 The Score on with the uh, Bernstein and Holmes show. I don't know that Ian Happ is a World Series winning left fielder. You know what I mean? I I think think there's uh, better baseball players that are going to be on World Series championship teams in left field. He's... He's perfect for what the Cubs are right now. But I wouldn't break the bank on Ian Happ. 
Now, when I look at when I look at Nico, you know, I think that second base is truly the best position for him. Absolutely. And, and regardless of what he did last year, which really was impressive, I was so impressed with his defense. At the same time, I think on a championship team, I don't know if he's a, a starting shortstop, starting second baseman. Absolutely. So right. I think in that regard, I think if the Cubs offer a fair extension. You never know what's going to happen in life. Like I said, waiting another three years, you know, God knows what's going to happen there. If they're going to offer a really good contract, it might be in Nico's best interest to look at that. As far as Ian Happ is concerned, you know, that's where it gets interesting. When I've talked to you before about the Cubs minor league systems, middle infielders, there's not a lot of guys, you know, that are really banging on the door. But when you talk about outfielders, if you look at a lot of what Jed has done, it hasn't been super long-term deals. So you have three guys in Brennan Davis, who we are going to listen to on an interview today. Uh, we have PCA and we have Alexander Canario. So you have three guys right now for what we consider one position. Okay. Are you somebody that wants to potentially look at getting rid of a PCA or a Brennan Davis or an Alexander Canario? Because that's what you're going to do if you sign Ian Happ to a long-term deal. Now, Ian Happ is a proven major league talent, okay? Uh, the, the other three guys I mentioned, the minor leaguers, they haven't proven a damn thing yet, and that's something you always got to be careful of. It always sounds good in your head, but it, it's a different world up here in the major leagues. So, you know, Ian Happ also has to think about the fact that he is now, if he's going to be a free agent, what is the 2024, what is the 2023-24 outfield market look like? And if he wants to bet on himself and maybe win big, we saw that happen many times this offseason. Well, it's a great point, Crowley, as far as what the Cubs are stocked with at the minor league level, and that is outfielders. So that was the first half of our top ten. This is season two, episode one, 2023, the year of the Rhino.